Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Yahoo Fantasy Football Forecast. I come to work with two hands every day and I'm trying to bless somebody. We better be in Florida. It better be sunny. And there better be some sort of fruity drink involved. With Matt Harmon. It seems like you know ball the way you talk, so. <laughs> Thank you. Someone clip that. You can get on a podcast. You can get online. You can argue with the clouds. You can argue with the, with the Russian bots. Don't care. It's Wednesday, October 12th, and that means it's time for another awesome episode of Eckler's Edge. Joining me for that, obviously, as always, is Los Angeles Chargers running back Austin Eckler. What's going on, buddy? Yo, man, Matt, what is good, my guy? It's, it's a pleasure seeing you, man. Eckler's Edge, shout out. Look, I just want to say this. I'm in a good mood today, especially in the fantasy community, because I was out doing some shoots and stuff today um, when we filmed this, and, uh, you know, just... Some people just kept coming up. Hey, man, appreciate it. I'm a Raiders fan, but I got you on my fantasy team. And I was like, that's that's why we do this. I'm like, that's why we do this, man. So uh, shout out to, again, to all the community uh, members out there, the fantasy uh, squad. So appreciate y'all. So yeah, man, I'm excited. Hey, I- I'm excited too. It's been great uh, seeing you climb up the, the charts. I-, I was tweeting with a bunch of people about the show today and um, you know, it's funny what we said last week, like, oh, you were ended up being like fifth overall in half PPR. I think in some like PPR formats now you're, you're the top scoring running back right now. So um, great stuff. Uh, people are definitely happy with that. What's that uh, song? And- <laughs> I'm back where I belong. I never <laughs> felt so strong. Hey, you remember that one? The throwback. Yeah, 100 oh, <laughs> percent, dude. This is awesome. Um, anyways, before we jump into everything that we're going to talk about today, and we have a beefy show today that I'm really excited about. I do want to give you a chance to off the top pump some of the giveaways that you're doing uh, every single week there. Yeah, actually, you know, going back to what I was saying in the beginning, a guy that came up to me today is like, hey, I saw you do those fantasy football shout outs. I'm getting in those. Um, and so, yeah, I have a couple different uh, fantasy football giveaways uh, that I do. Um, one with the home games. We have a home game this week. So we have the Eckler Guitar Challenge. So if you're in the area uh, or can get yourself to SoFi, I give away two tickets and a parking pass. Um, all you have to do is go check out my Instagram and see how to enter into the challenge. Same thing with the two jerseys that we do. We do a uh, two jerseys every week giveaway. Two of them, if you have me on your fantasy football squad and you post and tag us in that on Twitter or Instagram at Austin. So check them out if you're trying to, you know, get some extra love for having me on your team. Uh, besides just getting all the free points, so that's it. <laughs> hey, I think that's good enough right there. All, all the points. Uh, and let's dive right into it, man. Chargers thirty, Browns twenty eight. 
this was a really fun game to watch live. It was a really fun game to go back and rewatch. And I'm sure it was great uh, to be you in real time actually doing the damn thing. 16 carries, 173 yards, and a touchdown. You're up now to 5.1 yards per carry on the season. I know we had talked a lot about oh, yards per carry and, and getting more efficient with your carries. Well, guess what, pal? 5.1. You're up there. You're doing it. Um, you're also leading all running backs in every receiving category um if there was any and we know austin based on the dms based on the feedback there was some panic in the first three weeks i think that's completely subsided at this point hey you know it goes back to what i always say man like up or down like you got to control what you can control and that's that's exactly what we did every single week like this week is no different than last week was like I'm preparing the same exact thing. I'm putting everything I possibly can into practice to try to give myself uh, the best look so I can really try to simulate the game, which you can't do. You can get really close, but you can't actually do. And just kind of trying to take that and put it to Sunday, right? Like trying to make this this transfer of this week of preparation and try to put it all on the Sunday. I'm going to do the same thing this week. And so you know, I've shown what I can do. I've shown that I can be consistent. Had a rough start, absolutely. Um, not saying that I won't have any other rough games. Like, they probably will. There's going to be ups and downs. That's how football goes. That's why it's so interesting to watch this, right? So, you know, it feels good, absolutely, to get back uh, into the end zone, uh, back-to-back weeks. But um, look, for us, for me, uh, for the team, for the organization, we're back to work, trying to get another win, trying to do the best we can. Um, and then, obviously, your fantasy teams will, uh, you know, be rewarded for that. Yeah, 100%. Um, I, I think I, I do want to kind of pick your brain a little bit about this specific matchup because, you know, watching the Browns defense and they've obviously got some guys there. And I, honestly, they were healthier than they were even the game before against the Atlanta Falcons where, you know, I'm watching the sideline mic'd up cam of Arthur Smith, their head coach. You know, he's like, we're going to run the piss out of the ball on this team. And they did. They ran like 14 carries on the Browns in that matchup. Um like, I mean, that was it was just insane. It was really fun to watch. Mariota has a rough turnover. They run 14 straight times. They score a touchdown. But, you know, in this specific game, they get Jadevian Clowney back. They get Miles Garrett back. And you guys still were able to to kind of run all over them. They're sort of emerging as one of those matchups in, in fantasy that people are taking advantage of from a run defense perspective. What did you see in the game that sort of made this a more exploitable spot? Or was it more on execution on your guys' end? It was both. There's definitely both. And I th- think you see that in any type of offense that's really successful that day. Um, like for us, man, there's a couple runs. It was like artwork, man, watching uh, our interior guys come together on double teams and move people. Um, but then there was also some times where we got guys, I remember like on my long run, where a clowny stayed outside when they had a edge pressure, right? If you have an edge pressure, usually you send the DN into the C gap, uh, which is, or the B gap, which is the gap inside the tackle and the guard. Um, to protect that gap and he he kind of stayed neutral on the tackle and it opened up the b gap and that's where i hit boom hit backside now i'm running for 70 yards so that's how football is right it's this little things that make a big difference in the end as we see week to week especially you know after that monday night game that we'll get into wow but yeah so it was a little bit of both so i feel like we came together i feel like we played fundamentally probably one of our best games in the run game of getting bodies on bodies right which what does that amount to that amounts to I have lanes, I have options. Now I have to go take advantage of them. Um, and we definitely did. And so, you know, so did Josh Kelly. He was even getting some getting some burn in there. And I was excited to see him, you know, step up and make some plays for us too. Uh, I was definitely juiced to and very proud of that guy. Very proud yeah. of JK and his growth he's been making. Yeah, let's talk about Josh Kelly here real quick, man, because, you know, everybody always wants to know who the backup running back is in fantasy. You know, the number two guy. Um, 
it's been a big topic on this show the last two years, really. I think Josh Kelly has emerged really, you know, plays a lot more snaps than Sony Michelle in this game. He looks awesome. You talked about it even in the preseason on the first episode of the show that he was running harder and, you know, maybe more aggressively, more confidently than you had yeah. ever seen him run. Um, 12 touches in this game, 82 total yards, rushing touchdown as well. Um, you've actually not scored a touchdown from inside the 10-yard line. You said this on the show earlier. Like <laughs> You're going to have to hit three-pointers. You can't hit any layup here. Um, yeah. Josh Kelly gets that layup touchdown. Not that it wasn't a difficult play, but he's certainly emerging in his specific role while you're still crushing it in your role. Yeah, you know that's that's what you're looking for. Like that's what I've been looking for. Like I'm looking for that that two back, um, you know, you know, duo to complement each other. Um, and I think Joshua's been doing a great job. He's been stepping up. He's been doing the right things. We've been like he said, running hard. I think we're a good complement because we are different types of runners, right? He's probably got you know 30 pounds on me, um, and so that that makes a difference. And just the types of running um, that we are, uh, it's good to always have a mix up. You know, reminds me of, like me and Melvin, where he was just that bigger type of body. Um, we go switch it up, and we, you know, we're one of the best duos in the league at the time when we were popping off together. And so, yeah, I, like I said, I'm proud of him, and I'm looking forward to him continue to do that and get some more burn, man. Like, I want to see this guy go out there and make plays because we need we got some playmakers out, right? We got, you know, just in our team in total, we got three of our pro bowlers out, right, with Joey, Keenan, uh, and Rashawn, right? So we need other guys to step up, and especially if we can, you know, do it in the running back room, I'm all for it. And you look at Josh Kelly, too. Um, it, it's always tough in the – does he prefer Joshua or Josh? Like, I just say Josh nationally. We call him J.K., Okay. Well, yeah, you look at JK out, he's available in literally 98% of Yahoo leagues right now. So like good stash there and a guy that, yeah, for sure. Yeah. You know, like he's not just a stash too. Cause he's getting, like you said, real burn, you know? So those yeah. are the best, those are the best type of backs to roster and fantasy that are, you know, quote backups, but still have some standalone value. And I, I was going to add on, like, this is a long season, too. So if he's getting burned, like, Hey, we still have a lot of, a lot of games, uh, a lot of burn left to, to go. And so I would definitely be uh, picking him up if I needed uh, a spot to fill here and there. And, you know, we'll see. You know, we, we had a game where, you know, we both went off. Uh, you know, I feel like every running back that I was watching was popping off. I was watching oh, the yeah. highlights after the game. It was a crazy. There's guys running for like 100 plus yards all over the place. Oh, yeah. Um, we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it. Yeah. So that was awesome to see. I love watching the highlights. But, uh, yeah, Josh is definitely going to be the guy that's, you know, earning some himself some playing time. So that's good to add. Yeah, and overall, if you guys are starting to figure it out in the run game, it's good for you and it's good for him. There's one play I wanted to talk about in particular. It was a touchdown play where I feel like sometimes you watch a play, you watch back on coaches film, like it's just all, everything works in, in concert together. You know, we talked about Jamari Salyer, uh, the left tackle uh, in, in his first start against the Texans last week, him and Matt Filer like perfectly blast you up in a lane you perfectly set up I, th I think it was 97 on the Browns defense with and we talked about deception with route running it obviously comes up in in the running game too and you know you break a tackle into the end zone and there there you go man I mean it just feels like it felt like everything was coming together in that moment not just because this is a good matchup against the Browns defense but a lot of what you guys are doing on your end as well yeah man we got to compliment each other right like that's why this game is so much fun um I don't I won't keep you know pounding on that but I, I just love it because there's so much strategic, uh, I guess, hardships that you have to go through, whether it's mental and whether it's physical. It's definitely both. Uh, but then it's like, OK, you're good against our good. Who can be more consistent that day? Uh, and that's why fantasy football is so interesting, because there's ups and downs like you people in fantasy football actually feel how we feel. You know, like 
Like they're so invested in it. Like, man, my team didn't do well today. Like we feel that when we don't do well, we're filled down too. And they're like, yeah. dang, we're like, man, like, man, we did not play well today. Like we're like, ah, like we have that sick feeling. Um, and so, hey, just know we get your pain. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> even sometimes when it's good right like how you said last week hey that was a great game I, I scored three touchdowns I still felt like there was meat left on the bone you know that that's when you know there's more potential there there's greater days to come yeah uh, so it's good to see it's good to see man because one thing I mean we could easily lost that game straight up yeah you know we could have lost that game you know if a field goal doesn't go our way we end up we lose the game you know we decide hey, we're going to go for it on fourth down. Coach just feels confident that we've been moving the ball. He's like, my guys can get one yard in either third down or fourth down. Went for it back to back and didn't end up getting it. So defense, hold on, man. Trying to make it tough on him. Ended up making it tough on him. They missed the field goal. But, you know, it's it's one of those where, you know, you take a shot for your guys and you believe in them. And if it doesn't work out, everyone's going to be pointing the finger like, oh, why'd you do that? But if it works out, everyone's like, yeah, like, good job. Like, you guys got it done. And then... You know, that's that's the ups and downs, the good decision, bad yeah. decision, right? Uh, sometimes and everything's we'll, always judged in hindsight, too. Uh, of absolutely. Course. Absolutely. You know, a, another one that kind of segues us into, you know, the the game last night, you know, of the the Raiders going for two instead of kicking the field goal to tie the game. You know, right? They felt confident. They were going for the win. They wanted to, they had a play they liked. They ran it. That's what you do. That's what yeah. you do. If you have something you like, that's what you're preparing for. If you're ready for that situation, you're ready for that scenario, you practice it, you tr- you go for it. What are you waiting for? You know, you're, you're trying to play it safe. Like, that's not always the, the scenario that we're doing. Like, this this game isn't about playing safe. This game is about winning, right? And you play to win. You don't play to, oh, let, let's squeak by and hopefully maybe we'll get an overtime and maybe, like, nah, nah, nah. We're trying to win games. Um, and so there's some, there's absolutely, absolutely some strategy to it. You don't want to go overboard, but there has to, there's going to be some difficult, situations that you're gonna have to make decisions you know and regardless of what happens people are gonna you know get on twitter and talk about it and you know that's why we have all this media and stuff like that to to dissect that until the next game starts so it is what it is you know if if a team wants to be aggressive i'm all for it boys got to get it done uh yeah right i mean that's that's what it is it's it's about execution but i guess i'm I'm like at this point now where every time, you know, it comes up like all oh, the analytics, the analytics, I sort of start to roll my eyes about the whole part of it because part of what, what, what makes a difference to me is like, sometimes it is a gut feeling. Even if the analytics don't like say to go for it, you still go for it. Anyways, like, I think guys like, like last night and who knows what the hell like model people are referring to when they say like, well, the analytics, it's almost like a, like a ghost, like a phantom that you can blame on something, right. you know, some weird noise in your house goes off and you're like, well, that must be a ghost. It's like, well, that must be the analytics telling the coach to do that. Right. right? It's like when people um, say like, oh, they told me like, who is they? You know? Yeah. Who, like, who the hell is they? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, yeah. I think everybody assumes it's just like some computer dork up in the, you know, in the, in the, in the bowels of the stadium with the headset and like to, you know, John Harbaugh or any of these guys to get a bunch of Brandon Staley, a bunch of these guys who get criticism. Like, no, you got to go for this one. You have to go for it. Um, so I, I don't know about all that, but. I feel like sometimes we've seen too. We talked about the the Giants with Saquon Barkley when they went for it. Uh, Brian Dable went for the two pointer to win the game in Week One, and you just saw how those guys reacted in the moment. These guys that you know have dealt with a lot of rough coaching over the last few years. You know Saquon Barkley, Sterling Shepard in particular, they were so gassed up about it. So sometimes it is like a, hey, how are my guys feeling? How can I you know relate to their their guts in the moment as, as as well as mine as the head coach i feel like yeah man we ran for i don't know like 240 yards or something like that and then you know mike dub was catching all the balls that were thrown his way 
that dude is incredible, by the way. Mike Williams. Shout out yeah. to Mike Williams. Oh, my God. Um, Contested catch a fiend. I mean. <laughs> oh. So, yeah. Okay. Look, we tried to run it for the third down. Got half of it. All right. We got. We need one more. Right. We need one more yard. All right. We got to match up one-on-one with Mike Williams. Let's, let's let him go win. You know, he didn't win. Um, so, that's the matchup that you're looking. You're looking for. That's what we pay him to do. Mike, we pay you to win one-on-ones. You know, that's why you're getting paid $20 million a year. Go win a damn one-on-one. But defense gets paid too, right? And so it's yeah. your best against our best. You know, who's going to be able to, to pull it out? Uh, we want to put the game away right then and there. So I'm for it, man. If we do it again, I'm, I'm juiced. Regardless of what we do, I'm, I'm jacked, man. Because yeah. like I said, I can only control what I control. If we're calling plays, I'm on the field. I'm trying to do the best I can. Right. Even if you're not the the target or the guy that the ball is going to go to, you right. got to pass protect. You got to you got to <laughs> do what you got to do, man. Exactly. So exactly. Um, that's all. If if Austin Eckler's taught us one thing so far on the show this year, it's stay in your lane, control what you can control, and then you know whatever happens happens. So I'm glad. Look, that's you can you can have an opinion of it. You know that's that's fair. Everyone should right. If if yeah. you disagree with the action, then you should you should voice that and you should voice your you know articulate why you think it was a bad decision or a good decision, right? I'm not saying you got to keep your mouth shut and just take everything that comes. But uh, for the most part, you know, people have a job to do and you got to let them try to do their job to the best of their ability. And if they're not producing results, guess what? They're going to get burned out or they're going to get, you know, they're going to get moved up. Like this is the competitive league. They're going to get washed out. So that's how, that's how I've seen it. You know, I've been playing for six years. You know, I've had some questionable calls some not questionable calls some why, why did you do this? Why did you not? Like at the end of the day, we all have a job to do. And I know my job is not complaining to Coach Staley about, hey, why do we go for it on fourth down? And he doesn't care what I think. All he cares about, awesome, go damn, execute the play. I'm on it. I'm on it. <laughs> there we go. Well, <laughs> you talk about results, man, and you mentioned the running backs earlier. There was a lot of big-time running back results this past week. Um, let's start with Nick Chubb on the other sideline. Um, we oh, talked about it. Man. That guy's so good, right? This was an interesting so note I, I found from uh, the NFL Next Gen Stats account. Uh, today's, obviously Sunday's, Chargers-Browns matchup was the first time two different players gained 70-plus rushing yards over expected in the same game since 2018. You know, rushing yards over expectation, they got a whole model for it. Um, Austin, the most for this season at plus 98 yards over expect- expected. Mm. Nick Chubb. Seventh most, 70 yards over expected. That was the seventh most of this season. Translation there, there was a lot on the bone. You guys took what was on the bone and even more than that. Like you went back for second, third, fourth, and fifth there. Right, man. Here's the thing, man. Like everyone that knows when they're playing the Browns, what do you got to do? You got to stop Nick Chubb. So the fact that everybody know every team knows that like this man is their workhorse, him and Kareem Hunt, right, are the are the engine of that of that offense. You know, Amari Cooper's in there too, but it's it's the run game, man. Like you got to yeah. stop Nick Chubb, and you can't stop him. Like we know <laughs> what they're gonna do, and it's like no one has been able to stop him. Like ah, like talk about an absolute stud, right? We got Sony Michelle, um, one of his teammates from college, just talking about how he's just a good down to earth type of guy that just wants to work. Um, he said, Sony says he, he reminds me of a lot of, of, of him, uh, of Nick, just that personality where it's down to earth. Just, I just want to show up. I just want to work the best and kind of just stay in my lane, um, and try to be the best version of, of myself that I can be. And so much respect to that guy for uh, doing his thing. Yeah. We definitely were both trying to carry the rock uh, for the squads. And I mean, for the most part, we both did, right? Like we were both putting it out there, uh, and give our chance to team at the end for both of them. So yeah. 
Shout out to that guy. Shout out to all the other RBs too, man. I was looking around. Some of the rookies doing some good things. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I love it. I love to see the RBs popping off. Yeah, I was crowdsourcing with uh, the listeners this morning about some guys that they wanted to highlight because I mentioned that you wanted to talk about some big running back performances, gave some suggestions from from the listeners. Um, first one up, and you've already mentioned him already, uh, at Goal Line Stand 2. Some of these Twitter handles, bro, I, I don't I'm, It's interesting. But uh, anyways, wanted to highlight Josh Jacobs. Everyone disrespected him before the season, and now he's balling uh, Goal Line Stand 2 whoever that is, says he's got the best truck stick in the game right now, does Josh Jacobs. couple of stats on Jacobs, who had 154 yards and a touchdown last night. He's fifth in the NFL in yards after contact per attempt. That's also, he's always been up there in the top five for, for that stat, and um, nobody seems to pay attention. It's like, look at Nick Chubb. Look at uh, Javante Williams up there. Look at J- John Taylor up there. And look at Josh Jacobs, but still don't draft him in fantasy. Um, 30.3% of his carries have either been a first down or a touchdown. That's second most wow. among backs with 60-plus carries this year. Wow. Um, the guy is just balling out right now. Yeah. But I, the one thing about him, because, I mean, we see him twice a year. He always has run hard. Always. Yeah. Like always, man, it's been like this guy, like he's going to, he will run you over. Like you better bring multiple guys to the party to try to tackle him because it's, one guy is not going to bring him down or it's really rare. Um, I said, like, actually, like uh, maybe it was last year or a couple years ago where I thought, yeah, that he wasn't just getting the love that he deserved. Um, and I mean, he's, he's yelling for it, demanding it now this year, right? It was his contract year because he didn't get his, what his, they didn't pick fifth up, a, option, or, yeah. Yes. Yeah, or they picked up a fifth year, they didn't extend him. So, yeah, good they for him. They didn't pick bro. up the fifth year, so this is this is a he can walk after this year. So this is his fourth year, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah, this is his fourth year, and they didn't pick up the fifth year, so he's free after this. So good for him, right? This guy go out there, ball out, stay healthy, and go get yourself paid, man. Yeah, and this is the funny thing too, because you know you hear whispers in the preseason that Josh McDaniels, you know, comes from a Patriot staff that uses a lot of committees. Um, you know, they're going to try to like ride the hot hand or whatever. But then I think it was either, I think it was probably Troy Aikman last night during the broadcast made the point that, you know, the guys there between Josh and uh, Dave Ziegler, they had to make these decisions about the fifth year options before even really seeing these guys in practice. And so there's a, there's a world where, okay, yeah, they're going to ride the hot hand, but the hot hand hand can be the guy who's been there all along. If he runs like this and Josh Jacobs, man. Yeah, I know there's a lot of factors that play into it, like injuries, like things like that, you know, maybe some politics if the coach doesn't like you or whatever, I don't know, you know, or wants a different type of style back, who knows. But look, at the end of the day, if if you're playing like he's playing and how he's played, like I feel like he's been, you know, either like around a thousand yards or just over a yeah. thousand yards for pretty much all of his career um, when he's been healthy or running at that type of, you know, that type of skill level. Um, so yeah, he de- he'll definitely, I mean, find himself in a new starting role somewhere else if the Raiders don't, which sounds like they're not, right? Like, let me, I don't know, if you don't pick up a fifth-year option, would you ever sign a guy? Be like, hmm, maybe we should have signed that guy. Um, or is that yeah. just kind of you You take your pride, and you're like, ah, nope, we, we decide we're going to move on, so we're moving on. I don't know. I'm do sure think? it's happened. I can't, like, off the top of my head, I, I'm just, like, I can't think of any guys who get their fifth-year decline and then, you know, end up getting re-signed or whatever, but... right. Um, hmm. But you, usually the guys that get it declined, they don't necessarily have this kind of year in their contract year. Like <laughs> right. Usually there's a reason that they didn't pick it up. Like I think Corey Davis, uh, the Titans receiver, had his fifth-year option declined, I think, and then he kind of balled out for the Titans and then got a big deal in free agency from the Jets. So sometimes it happens like that. Um, so, yeah, I'd have to go back and look at it to think. And, you know, if, if you're listening to this and, and you know the answer off the top of your head, 
tweet at me in Austin and like let us know because uh, I'm sure. I am curious. But yeah, no, you'd probably think that you'd hang on to your priors, but like if you go if the guy goes out and proves it, I don't know. It's like it's like man, it. do we take this guy or do we take it? Like, is there someone else in free agency? Like, I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, we'll Who see knows? how that one plays out. But yeah, good for good for Josh, man. He he's crushing it. Um, one guy I definitely wanted to ask you about and uh, Chalupa FF Chalupa Batman. Now that's a Twitter handle right there, Austin. What the heck? Uh, <laughs> I want to hear the story behind that one. What the heck? <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's a reference to a show called The League, um, which was uh, I you know, know. it's a, it was a show about fantasy football, like before before fantasy football was as crazy. Oh, I thought it, you were talking about now. the Justice League because it was Batman. No, no, no. There was literally oh, a show oh, called The League. I, yeah, it was on <laughs> FX like years. I'm pretty sure I can't remember. It's been a while. I've actually been telling um, my wife that we should watch it because uh, she found these old pictures of me where I dressed up as one of the characters for Halloween all these years ago. And like, I mean, oh, so, you like know, a, you know, the oh, reference yeah. way too well. Yes. Oh, OK. Yeah. Oh, OK. Yeah. OK. So I, I, I definitely uh, I definitely watched the show. Uh, <laughs> all right. Eventually it kind of got old, but it was it was definitely a big cultural <laughs> moment for us. Fantasy dorks went back when I was like in high school and college but uh nice. anyways yeah I'm, I'm getting a little old at this point but anyways point being yeah, back here, then that's when they had to like you had to like look up the stats of the newspaper right okay no no <laughs> no <laughs> i'll just play it i'm playing <laughs> oh my god yeah no i'm not that washed bro. i know Come you're on. not that old <laughs> <laughs> um you know who's not old though is Brees hall uh Brees hall rookie running yes. back for the new york jets that's a professional yes. segue away from my age um chalupa <laughs> batman Brees hall breakout performance looks so dynamic um i mentioned this on our production call austin and i've said this on the podcast last few weeks what Brees hall is doing as a receiver in the passing game right now is absolutely absurd against the dolphins two catches two targets 100 yards but that's not all like i mean it's a lot of it's run after catch stuff but this guy is averaging 5.3 air yards per target which compared to like you austin you're like negative 0.69 because you're getting passes behind the line of scrimmage close to the right. line of scrimmage this guy Brees hall like for comparison and i'm sure this is just way too dorky but it is what it is um the guy, the the only guy in the neighborhood of five air yards per target since 2015 is like David Johnson at 3.3. So wow. it's pretty crazy stuff what Brees wow. Hall is doing right now. So they're throwing to they're throwing to him down the field is what you're saying. Yes, essentially. Wow. The, okay. th that's the normal person way to say what I just said. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah there you go. They'll dumb it down for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> they throw it to him down the field more than usual. Um, that's what's up, man. I, I actually was watching that game. I was watching the highlights. I go back after every game and watch all the highlights just to. Pretty much watch the running backs. Another guy that's just coming in young, fresh legs, running hard, man. Like the running back position, bro. I feel like there's an abundance of studs this year. Yeah. Um, I feel like we had we had like this era where there was like you know my my um, class that came in, you know, with you know, McCaffrey, Alvin, you know, Dalvin Cook, like all of us coming in. Now I see this new era of these young guys coming in. I've been proud of them. You know, even the guy over at uh, the Texans um, yeah, getting it done over Pierce. there. I hit, yeah, I hit Damien up uh, after the game. Just told him, man, bro, just keep going, bro, because it's, it's stuff like that. Guys that are making the game exciting um, that are really doing a good job. And shoot, he even was, you know, popping off too. But yeah, shout out to, shout out to, what was his name? Brees? Brees Hall, yeah. That's how you say it, Brees? Nice. nice. Yeah. Um, and you look at just from a fantasy angle right now, I, you know, these guys, Damien Pierce, Brees Hall, they went probably like round five, maybe round four, five, six at, at most Damien Pierce, especially because he was kind of a late riser. 
highest he ever went, I think, is like the sixth round. But there's a good shot that these guys are going to be like running back ones, you know, rest of season. I mean, at this point, like I was going back and forth with some folks on my discord today and they're like, I'd uh, rest of season rankings perspective. I'd much rather have a guy like Brees Hall than you know, some like uh, Najee Harris, who got drafted in the first round. I, I might yeah. rather have Brees Hall at this point. Yeah. Um, but it's still early. Like, I mean, sure. it's not super early we're five games in like you you got a some type of identity at this point but i'm just saying like guys like naji i can't i can't count him out yet until when do you count a guy out hmm how late in the season if your guy is just like not performing when would you say is an appropriate time to be like okay i need to trade this guy away or it's not working well here's the problem when you talk about trading guys away everybody else knows what you know if you wait too too long so at this point Uh. Everybody knows the deal with a guy like Najee Harris who hasn't done what he's expected to do. Now, you like you said, that can change course. The the vibes around it aren't great right now, you know, yeah. or something like that. But there are certain guys who, you know, I do a lot of stuff with receivers, right? Like Elijah Moore was a guy I really liked this year. He hasn't done it yet. He hasn't he's been getting the targets, he's been getting the playing time. It just hasn't all come together. Um so for me it's like you you have to adjust expectations. At, a, at, the, at this point, right? Like if you thought Najee Harris was going to be like a top five running back this year and a lot of people draft him to be a top five running back, I don't think that's pr- that, that's probably not going to happen. Nah, so, you see his offense, you're like, okay, like it's, it's yeah. more than, it's not just him, it's like exactly. it's him, but then also his offense, right? Like it's all plays a part into his production. So I can understand that for sure. Where it's like the upside isn't as high. Where it's like me, I got Justin Herbert in a kick-ass O-line. It's like, oh, that's, that's a great ad, you know? Right. So, yeah, Najee, meanwhile, playing with a rookie quarterback, like the offensive line is is a little up and down They're they're yeah. the team's not winning right now. You know, you got Mike Tomlin in the in the news conference today saying, yeah, we want to play our undrafted running back Jalen Warren a little more. And like the whole thesis behind the Najee Harris play was well, he's going to get like every snap like he did last year. And, and like you always say, this year is not last year. And we're yeah. already seeing that with a guy like Najee. So yeah, it's time to kind of adjust those expectations. And if you think there's a chance he can get back on track, maybe then you you trade for him. But I think you trade for him even with the expectation that he's never probably going to return that that top five value because of some of those factors that you just talked yeah, about. Yeah, very true. Very true. Good answer. I like that. Yeah. Because I'm, um, like, hmm. I'm like, as an individual, I'm like, man, never count me out. But it's like I get it from a fantasy perspective where it's like, look, bro, your team it ain't what it used to be. You're not performing like you used to be. Like, I gave you a few weeks, but it's like, got to move on to some other option, hopefully with some more upside. Like, you're one of these young guys that maybe you're starting to get more burn, right? Starting to get more playing time. It's like, ah, there might be some more potential there. Maybe you can, you know, put together some type of trade and get some value from that. Yeah, one of those young guys, another one I wanted to highlight, um, who's kind of, he's definitely about to walk into a lot of opportunity because his teammate Damian Harris is dealing with a, a hamstring injury and might miss a few weeks. Ramondre Stevenson of the New England Patriots. Yeah. Uh, at Jamie McGetrick. Oof, I suck at this. <laughs> he said he's a Patriots fan. He said Stevenson, that, that was as easily his best game as a Patriot. 25 carries, 161 yards. He's second in the NFL this year in yards after contact per rush. And that's that really yeah. he that like exemplifies him because he runs like a like just a ball of knives, basically. Bro, rumbling, bumbling, what's that phrase? Stumbling, just, run, yeah. just hitting people, spin move, hitting people, making people miss, like I, I think he's like 230, I think I saw when I was looking him up. Uh, actually, I looked him up because I was like, who is this? Another guy that yeah. popped off. Like, who is this guy? But he's just another young guy that's getting an opportunity, man, that's 
just popping off. Like, whatever. I don't know what it, for whatever reason. I want to know like some stat. We need to look it up. Like, how many fantasy points were scored by running backs this last uh, weekend, and compare it to all the other um, weeks. Is that a stat? You know, that'd be interesting to see if like, hey, this is what all the receivers scored on week one, two, three, something like that. I mean, I I think you could get it done. Um, you know. Uh, if huh. We need a we need a big research department here. Uh, basically, is, <laughs> maybe is there's no need for that like. type of thing. But I would be interested to see, like, hey, what category scoring the, the most points and compare. Them but across. yeah, I mean, I'm looking at it just real quick right now, and there was 15 guys this week that scored 18 plus points. You know, we've talked about a bunch of them. Um, obviously, Christian McCaffrey is up there. Uh, the Shanahan uh, contingent of guys, both in the 49ers, Jeff Wilson had a big game. Tevin Coleman had a big game on the same team because the Panthers stink. Um, and then Raheem Mostert, you know, from the same coaching tree down there in Miami, he had a big game uh, for Miami against the Jets. So, yeah, a lot of big running back performances. Mm, love to see it. You love, love to see it, man. But, yeah, Stevenson's a guy that he's – I think he's about to really take off from a fantasy angle. Um, you know, he's – He's the guy there, man. No other running back was active for for the Patriots once Damian Harris went down besides Stevenson, but he played, I think, like pretty much almost everything, every single snap. Wait, 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 wait. They only had two active running backs? Yes. They had some other injuries coming into that game, but uh, yeah. Oh, my God. So he was the only – and then they did what? They just brought some guys in off the street. Hey, you're playing? You're suiting up for us if we need a backup? Oh, wow. That's brutal. Yeah, it was That's just brutal. those two guys going into the game. So when Harris went down, yeah, Stevenson handled 100% oh. of like the running back opportunities after that. Wow. Nobody else was there. Wow. Yeah. So look at that. Um, you get an opportunity, you take advantage. That's what, I'm, that's what I'm talking about. That's how I got here for all y'all yeah. that didn't know. Had an opportunity, it was small, but they just continued just to improve on it and expand it. So good stuff. Love it. Yeah. You never know when the next guy, like one of these guys, might be the next one that pops up and is like a top five fantasy pick in his. Was this your, is your sixth year, right? You said sixth year, yeah, yeah. sixth year. You I guess know. I really came onto the fantasy scene. I guess after 2019, that was mm-hmm. when I had like a thousand receiving yards and eleven touchdowns that year. And then the next year, blew out my hamstring. It was like an uncertain. Oh, I don't know how this guy's going to do coming back. And then had 20 touchdowns. And now I'm on this season right now, which trying to surpass that last year. So we'll see some type of upward trajectory. That's what we're looking for. Yeah, well, things are going pretty well, so that's good to see. Um, just a couple other guys to highlight, too. Um, another rookie, and before we move on to our Ask Austin questions, Ken Walker. Um, I don't know if you've gotten to see much of this guy for the for the Seattle Seahawks, but you know, Rashad Penny, unfortunately, sometimes injury creates opportunity. You know, I feel for Rashad Penny, who just this week or just last week was talking about how much he hated the fact that he had been so banged up for this team after they took him in the first round. And then he like you felt like he's letting down the fans, all that kind of stuff. And then he suffers a season ending injury literally the next game out. It's just a bummer. But they have a rookie there that they took in the second round. Ken Walker, 60 plus yard run. This is another guy that, you know, could be like a top 15 back the rest of the way because he's the like he's the guy there now with Penny out. Yeah, man, you said, it, you know, it's unfortunate, which it is unfortunate that injury presents opportunity, but that. That's pretty much how the NFL runs. <laughs> yeah. um, it's like behind the scenes, like how, how do we have so much turnover? Well, people get older, people get injured, right? They get you know less effective because of that. And then younger guys come in. Guess what? These guys are fresh. These guys don't have as much mileage on them, right? Um, and so is is it unfortunate, but it is the turnover of the league. Um, that's why the league stays so competitive. And so 
for us to have a healthy league, it's really good for us that we have these guys coming in and making plays and making the games, you know, exciting and getting new fans from new different parts of the world, you know? So yeah, um, that's how, you know, that's how I had one of my opportunities actually, you know, I can, I can relate to that. And so it is what it is. It's one of those things you can't control. You just get the opportunity. You try to take advantage of, of what you got. Um, and then you just build on it. And so I'm, curious to see how these guys can uh respond and see if they can do it back to back and then that's that's when the race is on how consistent can you be because when you get consistent then guess what then your second contract comes right then yeah. the fantasy points and all that stuff so that's the that's the love of the game right there and what we love to see is who can be the most consistent but um yeah man shout out to the running backs this week and uh i'm always watching and i always like to hit up guys too the guys don't even know who i am i'll chat with them after a game though but i'll hit them up <laughs> Just be like, hey, I feel bro, like, like they got to know who you, you are, at least a little bit. Not, I'm, see, I'm saying like in a personal sense, right? Sure. It's more so like from a distance. Um, love to show some love across the league. Yeah, man. We got to do this more like a little running back check-in when we have these big weeks like that. Because there's sure. a ton of, ton of guys we didn't even hit. Um, you know, Derrick Henry, guys making it happen as a receiver now, which we'd love to see. You know, I told – I this is one of those stories – I think I've told this on the podcast probably like five times in the last few weeks, uh, but I'm going to say it again. First time I met Derrick Henry Austin, um, it was in Nashville when the draft was there. And, you know, I'm like – by the way, Derrick, like the nicest guy ever. Um, only NFL player to give me like a legit hug after an interview. Not like a bro hug type of thing. You know, you, you and I have, have done the bro hug before, Austin, but Derrick Henry, big yes. hug guy. Love to see it. Anyways <laughs> – I told him after that interview, I was like, dude, they go. you need to go to your coaching staff and tell them to throw you a freaking screen pass every now and again. A damn, like, get him out in the flat because you're huge and you're like, let's get the big guy against the small people. And it's taken till now because that was back in like 2019, but they're kind of doing that now. And it's, I love seeing that. Uh, yeah, it's good it's, stuff. It's, how unexpected is that? Because this man, who knows, probably, I don't even know how many balls he caught last year, but it wasn't a lot. Not a right? lot. It's a, no one's guarding him over there. Like, oh, Derek's doing a play action. Okay, we can forget about him. He's not catching the ball, you know? Like, or if he does, like, the probability is very low. Where, like, me, on the other hand, I do a play action. And this last game, I had the corner and Miles Garrett both sitting over there next to oh, me. Like, you're not, get, you're not getting the ball. <laughs> it's like, like, give this man the ball. Like, let this man go eat. Like, he can't, you can't tell me this man's hands are that bad. Your hands are not <laughs> yeah. that bad, bro. Come on. You're a professional yeah. athlete. Catch the dang ball. You're just playing catch in the park. So good to see him. Uh, you know, adding some, and some more, uh, more to the repertoire over there of, of weapons that he can uh, take advantage of. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's making him a better fantasy pick for as well. So that's for sure. Um, let's move into our uh, mailbag segment, Austin. The mailbag. All right. Remember, of course, people out there. Ask Austin at yahoosports.com. Send your emails, written audio, video, whatever. Austin will respond. We haven't gotten any audio ones in a while. Let's get like let's get some audio ones in here, man. Um, I don't, you got to be careful with audio because some people might troll you and do weird things. Well, yeah, but that's that's why we have producers <laughs> so that if they do, you and I will never hear it. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Don't be doing weird stuff. Our yeah, don't be doing to, weird stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, sorry. All right, first one up here. How much leeway does a coach give a running back to use his own vision? Are they punished for going off script? That one comes in from bad books, which Ooh. I, I don't know what that means. That's a good one. That's I like that. That's, that's pretty unique because there actually is an answer to this. So mm. when you are young and when you are dehydrated, you need to make sure you get an 80-gallon jug so you can drink <laughs> out of it like this. Um, 
No, back to the question. When you're when you're a younger, <laughs> I was player, I was I was on the Zoom with somebody. We're doing a podcast the other day, and they called it the aquarium. Which is yes. like, oh my god! Just drink from the aquarium if you're dehydrated. Um, you drink two of those a day, right? Usually, like one and a half. Okay. Wow. Wow. This man yeah. must go pee like eight times a day. Uh, eight. I eight by like <laughs> eight by noon, pal. Let me tell you what. Oh man. All right, uh, back to the question. Um, the freedom you get as a running back to do your own stuff, um, how does that come to be? Is it you know frowned upon? So when you are first coming into a new organization um, as a rookie, really you better do everything to the book because here's how the league works. You have to gain the trust of your coaches before they're going to put you on the field. And how do you gain the trust of the coaches? Well, you need to make sure you're following the fundamentals of the game of what they're trying to coach so that you can show basically that you're coachable, that you understand what they're trying to get across to you, that you understand how the run's supposed to be, all that stuff. So if you're a rookie and you're kind of just going off like, oh, like, you know, I know the run's supposed to go this way, but I did a different footwork because I wanted to get this. If you can articulate that, you can maybe get by. But most guys coming into the league can't really articulate that. So if you're going off schedule, it's going to be seen as you don't know what you're doing. You don't know the steps. You're not listening. You're not coachable. So you have to pretty much establish yourself to earn. You got to earn the respect of your coaches to be able to say like, okay, you know, I I know we're supposed to go front side of this, but I saw something backside because of, you know, hopefully your knowledge of the game, maybe the three techniques spiked inside. And I was like, okay, I got to go back here real quick. Or I shortened my, I shortened my, my aiming point down uh, a gap because I saw that there was this type of look, right? It takes time to be able to articulate that and actually gain that respect. Um, because yeah, if you're just out there, and I've seen it. I've seen it with rookies that come in here and then they're just kind of doing their own thing. And it's, guess what? They're not around anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so... That's that's how the league is, man. You gotta you gotta earn that, right? You start to earn the respect to have a little bit more leeway to kind of do what you want. But a lot of times you don't have to do what you want. Like th- the stuff we run is ran for a reason because it's effective. We have a scheme. Everyone's working together. Like the O line knows what we're trying to run. The quarterback knows what we're trying to run. Everyone knows we're trying to put emphasis on one spot when we're running the ball. So a lot of times you're not even wanting to do your own stuff because it's probably going to be negative uh, to the play. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Uh, that's a good good question because um, I hear people throw out like, well, this running back's got bad vision or whatever, and I never really know what yeah, – I mean, like how do you really know that because you don't necessarily know like where, where the play's supposed to go. Did they make the wrong read? Did the blocks not execute? Did the defense just blow it up? So it's a complicated, so, it's a complicated yeah, subject. There's some I'll, – I'll end with this. There's instinct to the position of playing running back too, right? Because it's not always – for the most part, it's not always drawn up like we want like we're expecting this. Yeah, we want our O-line to move everyone off the ball and score touchdown every play. Well, guess what? We don't score touchdown every play if you haven't noticed. So it's like you got to improvise. People are going to slant across your face. People are going to jump inside. People are going to be all all over the place. Um, and so you have to be able to react. And part of, part of growing and earning respect from your coaches is being able to react properly and efficiently and get, get the most out of the play. So – to go back to the question, you actually have to have some creativity just by management of the position to even have success. Makes sense. All right, next question here. What do you guys do to stay loose 
and or warm up before slash during games? Is there a big emphasis uh, from the team standpoint on loosening up, staying loose? Do you think that NFL could do anything to help encourage the importance of non-contact related injuries, longer halftime, consistent playing surfaces across the league? That's something that's been talked about recently. That one comes in from Stu. Wow. Um, so usually, usually like before we start warming up, like we'll go out and do like this, like pre-activation where it's like, we're like doing some like hip circles, getting our hips warm, um, doing some stretching, things like that. Some like just very low key, um, low, low velocity movements. Right. And then we'll come out in waves because we'll have like the specialists go out and do kicks. Then we'll have the receivers or the running backs and the quarterbacks go out and do handoffs. Um, and so we'll do like these low velocity things together where we don't really need to be warmed up. We have some type of movement before this, but when everyone comes out as a team before the game, that's when we like really focus on like an actual dynamic warm up. We're about to go sprint. And pretty much from then on, like, it's just like for practice, like we're pretty much warmed up for the rest of ever, right. For the rest of the day, we could keep going. Um, like there's not really a, enough of a downtime, um, even on long drives, maybe that the other team is having, we're sitting on the bench for a while, but you're, maybe it's eight, 10, 15 minutes, you know, uh, of a drive. And so it's like, my body's not tightening up unless it's a freezing cold game, which then I'm by the heater. But for most part, we play in California and warm places. So that's, that's a blessing. Um, and we pretty <laughs> much stay warmed up the whole time. As far as consistent, consistent surfaces. Um, I know there's so, so much research that goes into our surfaces, especially our artificial surfaces. Um, grass, I feel like is always the best option as far as preference from, you know, injury standpoint and, you know, getting hit standpoint. Like when we get hit on turf, it's just turf on cement, right? Like that yeah. hurts, you know? So I would prefer grass, but I know they're trying to do the best they can because it's a cost effective way. Um, and I actually like turf from a prospect of like running and cutting because it's like not moving at all. Um, and it's easier, especially during uh, the later months where you go to these grass fields and they're torn up. I would yeah. much rather have turf in that scenario. So there's like, there's pluses and minuses why you see a mix throughout the league, you know? Yeah, no, there, I'm sure there's ups and downs. There's some like the MetLife Stadium turf. I know like when Sterling Shepard got injured again, sucks. Uh, love Sterling Shepard. Uh, you know, he got hurt this 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 year and Giants fans, even Jets fans, they're playing the same thing. They're like, get that MetLife turf out of there. Odo Beckham was like, get it out all together. So, yeah, there's a lot of debate about and, that. And here's the thing. There's so much there's so much research, like I was saying, that goes into like what type of turf, how long it needs to be, like what's the injury rate. Is it? And really the injury rate, it's, I don't even think it's that much different. I think it was actually – it might even flipped. Um, don't quote me on that as far as the injuries from turf to grass. Uh, maybe that's because there was more grass fields. I don't remember. Um, yeah. or remember turf, but like the, the statistics were very, very similar to the injury reports. Um, non-contact, I'm not sure, but like there's so much research going into to try to make this as safe as possible. Um, because I, I do feel like in the long term, turf is better because it's the most consistent. Yeah, well, that makes sense. All right, remember, people, ask Austin at yahoosports.com. Get on on the mailbag section. Austin, great answers. This is stuff you're never going to learn from me. That's for sure. So <laughs> definitely get your questions in. All right. Austin and I are going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to do as the AFC West turns with a big matchup coming up this week. Searching for NBA playoff coverage? We've got you. 
The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, gives you an inside look into the world of sports. Hosted by former NBA sharpshooter and Duke legend J.J. Redick and sports writer Tommy Alter, The Old Man and the Three offers unprecedented access to the league. Tommy and J.J. discuss the NBA and interview some of the biggest names in the league, like Devin Booker and Luka Doncic. NBA final season is the perfect time to dive in, and you can listen to The Old Man and the Three wherever you get your podcasts. To hear episodes brought to you by BMW. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard. BMW, the ultimate driving machine. All right, Austin, as the AFC West turns, hey, we we talked like this division didn't get off to the hottest start. You know, obviously the Raiders, the record is what it is, but that game on Monday night was... That that was what we were all talking about. Hey, like let's get excited about the AFC West. Yeah, Chiefs thirty, Raiders twenty nine. We'll talk about your game as well too with the Broncos coming up. But um, we talked about Josh Jacobs and how awesome he looked. I mean, Travis Kelsey with like the the, the goal line back uh stat <laughs> stat here twenty nine yards, Man. four touchdowns. It's unbelievable. And I guess maybe you can speak to this because you talked about like. Miles Garrett and the cornerback on you when when they know the ball is coming your way. I know that, you know, as fans watch that, they, they'll they say they know the ball is going to Travis Kelsey. Uh, why can they still not stop him? Because he's that good. <laughs> and here's the thing. Mahomes creates, right? When you have to guard a guy for, you know, more than like two, three seconds, like, the the success rate of you guarding that person probably plummets, especially down the red zone because people are running yeah. everywhere. You know, there's so many things happening in front of you. And when you have a guy like Mahomes who's going to create, you know, you have to guard a guy twice, basically, right? You have to guard him. I see him. They're double teaming him, right? But it's like, oh, no one's open. Mahomes rolls out. He starts finding a space, right? He has that good spatial awareness. He's a good, you know, ball catcher, right? He's getting in open spaces. Mahomes is doing some wacky throw, or throwing it to him, right? Getting getting him an opportunity. He's making all those opportunities, uh, making them work, right? And so it's like you can double team him. I don't know if they got to like Calvin Johnson, this guy, and you know, go and you know, double jam him off the ball yeah. so you don't don't let him get started. Uh, but look, it's just like the whole Nick Chubb we were talking about, man. Like these get like there's a reason you know they are uh, you know as good as they are, right? It's because yeah. they can do it week in and week out, even when you know they're gonna do it, they can still get it done. Yeah, especially from the pass catcher and the quarterback standpoint. Yeah. And in Kansas City right now, how there's a lot of new faces there, right? Like MVS is new. Juju is new. Um, The guy that's been there, though, the guy that's at the peak of his position while Mahomes is at the peak of his position and those primes have intersected with each other, that's Travis Kelsey. So there's there's an aspect of it, too, that Patrick knows Travis. Travis knows Patrick. Like, they know how to work off of each other in tandem to the point that Okay, you can have a plan, but what happens when the plan goes awry? Well, four touchdowns, right. that's what happens. Right. I feel like I feel like Mahomes is at his best when the play is like breaking down. Like that's yeah. when you see all the magic happen, you know, with him. It's like, uh, oh, he's out of the pocket, now he's running, now he's flipping it down the field. You know, it used to be to, you know, Tariq. Now it's I mean, Kelsey always has been a part of it. And so now he's the go to that's been there, like you said. So yeah, man. It's it's yeah. one of those things where you know it's coming, but can you stop it? We will find out. And you know the Raiders were not able to, and they inched <laughs> their way back into that game, down seventeen points. So uh, yeah, look, shout out to shout out to the Chiefs, man, getting it done. Because I know how it is, man. When you're down seventeen, it's like ah, shoot. Like you know, you got a long road ahead of you to keep chipping back, and you know for them to do that shows just that the grit of their team. 
Yeah. yeah and like the, the belief when hey when you have 15 like i would i'd have pretty good belief too that we that you can get back in that thing so uh must be nice to be a chiefs fan um let's <laughs> talk about your guys's upcoming matchup here before we close out the show man um you got the broncos coming up broncos are the vibes are not great right around denver right now um that thursday night game i don't know if you got to catch any of that yeah I not that. oh yeah. well God bless you, man. Um, we had to yeah. watch it all the way into overtime. That was a that was a rough game to watch. Um, the Broncos right now they're two and three. You know, Russell Wilson goes right to L.A. after that game to get a PRP injection for a strain. You know, a shoulder. I don't know what the hell all that them words are, but they, he's got a shoulder injury, yeah, right? Yeah. So platelet um, platelet rich plasma is yeah. what it stands for. I got one in my hamstring. That's the only reason I know that. Okay. We'll see. Well, <laughs> yeah. obviously you've got more exposure to this stuff uh, than I do. Um, so, yeah. you know, it's just, he's dealing with injuries. They're dealing with, uh, you know, some coaching stuff. Obviously, you know, your old buddy, Melvin Gordon's kind of taken over the running back position, but also kind of not really. Cause he's had fumbling issues. That's actually something that let's, let's start there because, you're familiar with Melvin. You're familiar with his game. Yeah. And, you know, as a as a running back, I always kind of wonder if you're trying so hard not to fumble, doesn't that almost like make it like if you know, shoot, like if I fumble, I'm going to get thrown on the bench or they're going to play some other guy over me. Doesn't that like when you're thinking about it more, make it harder to not do the thing? You know, like when you're a kid and no, your parent- I would say I wouldn't say so. But what it does do is put a target on your back. Yeah. Um, and when you got a target on your back now, that's that's tough to shake off because now people are going to test you to make sure you're always on it. Um, so that's what I would say is his biggest um, test now going to be for the rest of the season is people have this reputation now that they have in their head of Melvin. Like, OK, he's put the ball on the ground a lot. Guess what we're going to do? Every time you get an opportunity, you punch that thing. Or it's like with other guys, you're not really thinking about it for the most part. It's like, all right, like he's, he has good ball security. Like if you get it, yeah, absolutely. But just get him down. Um so I think the target is really what's been hurting him. And yeah, man, it, it's coming bunches for him. It's, it sucks because I just know what it does to your mental, man. Like, especially when you're just frustrated, you're trying to get something going. The team is, you know, is what it is. They need all the help they can get. You don't want to add to any of the any of the, the mayhem, um, so to right. speak. And so, yeah, like, I hope he gets it together. Um, like, uh, just for a personal, a personal, you know, friend to friend, like, get, come on, Melvin. <laughs> like, he, but he doesn't need me to tell him that. He already knows. And so, look, it's something that he's gonna have to do. This, that's how this league works. You got, you got to take care of the ball. If you, if you have a fumbling problem, guess what? It's not looking good for you. You know, l- luckily he's been established uh, for long enough where he's gonna be able to still get opportunities. But he's built that up. That's going back to the the Ask Eckler question. You know, that's another one. Like, if you have that reputation early on not good like all this respect has to be earned so he's earned it enough to show that yeah he's a great player he can still get it done but look he's struggling right now and needs to get needs to get with it yeah no we'll see what happens man because you know, he's um i talk about like the life cycle of fantasy running backs all, all the time um, yeah well, let me tell you i'm actually curious what is the life cycle of a fantasy running back so and i think melvin's a great a perfect example of this because you know he came into the league he's like a first round pick he gets immediate opportunity and is an immediate fantasy success. Right. And everybody's like, Oh, Melvin Gordon. Hell yeah. Like, let me draft him early in fantasy, whatever. And then like his career goes on a little. And then there's a younger guy, newer guy on the scene. I'm not going to name any names. Where's number 30, you know, starts to pop up and everybody's like, you know what? 
that guy Austin Eckler might be better. Like they need to get Melvin Gordon off the field, right? You know, like let's get let's get Austin Eckler in there. I'll, he's the sleeper. We'll draft him, <laughs> and then moves to another team, and then he's then he's the same thing, right? Where it's like enough of Melvin Gordon already. Like don't the Broncos don't even need to sign him back. Like they need to just give it all to Javante Williams. So like you can go from here to here. Yeah. And then like and then by the way, then he's the backup running back and the starter gets hurt. And oh shoot, like now he's ba- now he's back up in people's good graces. So it's just right. one of those funny things like, you know, it's not like a personal <laughs> thing or whatever, but everybody like always wants uh, the new thing to the point yeah. it's like we kind of forget too that even last year Melvin Gordon was good. Like he he wasn't he wasn't out there, you know, screwing up. He wasn't out there like like he's total dust or anything like that. He was good for Denver last year. There's a reason that the coaches in Denver last year kept splitting carries between yeah. Devontae and Melvin because Melvin was playing well. So yeah. it's just one of those things like Okay, we, so that's pe- that's what I need to look out for then in my career when when I have someone that's behind me that's like, man, they're good. Should we push him play him more? That's yeah. what I need to know. Okay. I need to, yeah, I need to, to bring pick, it back to, I need to bring to it back to Josh. <laughs> yeah, to bring it back to, to Josh Kelly, to JK. Don't let him get too good, right? Because then people be like, I don't want it. No, I feel like you are square, you're squarely in your prime right now. You're, you're squarely in the good graces. Look, I, I'm 27 right now. I think, yeah, 27. So look, I feel like I'm at the tail end of the prime, which six years as a running back, probably, right? I've, I'm a, a true veteran at this point trying to hang on to that that elite status as long as I can. Uh, I know I will have a decline at some point. I have accepted that. It is a part of life. It's definitely a part of football. But hey, while I'm on top, baby, take advantage, baby, and pick your boy up. <laughs> Make sure you got me out of teeth. Get it while it's good, hot. It's been a good ride. I think it'll continue to be a good ride the rest of the season and going forward. Well, Austin, I think that's going to do it for us this week. Great show. Awesome insight by you. I'm glad that we did the whole running back breakdown thing, man. I think people will really get a lot uh, out of, of your observations about the guys at the position that are coming up. All the young guys that are, you know, trying to take trying to take everybody else's jobs. You know what I mean? Hey, that's what you got to do. How are you going to get in this league? You got to take somebody's job. You got to straight up come in and take somebody's job. How do you do that? It doesn't always happen fast. I would say for the most part, it happens slow. But you continue just to inch your way and get more and more put on your plate. You get more on your plate, you take advantage. More on your plate, take advantage. Same thing in life, man. That's yeah. how stuff happens in life, too. You have opportunities right now in, your, in front of you, right? Whatever your responsibility is right now is your current opportunity. You take advantage of that. People recognize that. They give you more. And then you keep building, building, building until one day some young kid comes up and starts <laughs> taking your reps. Then you retire. <laughs> exactly hey someday it'll happen it'll happen for me what did i say before we started the show is like i don't even know how to edit videos or whatever someday there'll be some someone who pods with austin uh, edits the video does that on the, and then i'll be irrelevant and hopefully uh, we've hopefully we've all banked up enough to be on a beach somewhere uh in our yeah, retirement that's that, you know that's it's the cycle it's not a bad thing it's just i think i would say it's a good thing right because now yeah. it's time to move on to something else in life there's a lot there's a lot in life that i feel like needs to be experienced by all of us right you don't want to for the most part, I feel like you don't want to just do the same thing. You might think you want to, but there's more to it um, than just doing the same thing every single day. I think it adds more depth to the life, yeah. right? You have more ups and downs, which is good for your life. It might not feel good, but it is good because now you know what both of them feel like. You know what you don't want to be. And you know with someone else potentially pushing you, it makes you better in the, in the mm. meantime until, until the, the twilight comes for yes. all of us. Yes. Well, that's one way. That's one way to end the show. But that's uh, right. That's we right. hope we We're hope all gonna you die, all, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah. 
That's how we end the show. And but till some- then, kick ass while you're while you're still kicking. Love it. All right. Well, uh, from dust we came to dust we shall return, I guess. All right. In the meantime, while we're all waiting for the dust, you can follow Austin on Twitter or Instagram at Austin Eckler. You can follow me on Twitter at Matt Harmon underscore BYB. And while you're there, make sure you're following at Yahoo Fantasy for more dark humor. I can promise you that from, from Trevor over there. I'll be back tomorrow with Dalton Del Don for Stat Nerd Thursday. And, you know, maybe some more talk about... Uh, about running back stats and and how we're all you know slowly fading. Until then, we're out. We went kind of dark there. We did go dark. <laughs> we went dark. <there. laughs>